welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 at hitthatline.com. Also, ESPN Arkansas affiliates across the state. You can also check it out there as well. It's a lot of fun. It's a great show because, let's be honest, I'm on it, so you know it's at least a little bit of fun and a little bit of nonsensical, but be sure to check that out as well. Today is going to be, of course, a fun podcast. All the podcasts are fun, but we're going to look towards Arkansas and Ole Miss, some of the games we expect from them. We're also going to look into the SEC games and what we expect from them, and then we're going to be playing a interview that I actually had with Chase Parham of Rivals, who covers Ole Miss for uh, for a long time now, and he is one of the experts on what's going on with the Rebels and all the things that they have going on as well. But, you know, here's the thing. College football coming up this weekend, we don't need to watch his game. Now, let me take that back. We need to watch the game. But if we're going to watch the game, and we need to watch the game, we got to watch it on Sling. You know why? Because if we don't need any of those other channels, then why are they on our systems? Why are they even on our software? Why are we even dealing with them? That's what's great about Sling Television. You don't have to pay any extra for 20 channels that you'd never even watch or use in the first place. So why even try? Why even worry about it? Why even deal with it? That's what's great about Sling. They also have some great deals going on right now that I'm going to tell you about where it's the best way to watch college football. $30 a month. Get that $30 a month and you get ESPN, Pac-12, and SEC Network and more. Stream on your big screen or all on your favorite devices. Sling TV offers you the TV and the college football that you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. And you can sign up for Sling and get a seven-day free trial. And this is what's the best part. You locked on listeners. You get an exclusive offer. Because it's the seven-day free trial, you get it. By going by to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. Check that out. See what you think. You won't be disappointed. Go ahead and check it out. Get signed up. And remember to visit sling.com slash locked on for that great deal with Sling for you locked on listeners. So there's a game going on this week, and I don't know if you guys heard about it. It's Arkansas and Ole Miss. It's being played in Little Rock. 6.30 will be the kickoff. It's going to be a wet one, cold one, a bad one. The weather doesn't look too good. doesn't look too favorable for either team, but it should be a great game and a very important game for both teams. And with Arkansas and Ole Miss, I just feel like there's just this – it's not a rivalry. I don't even want to pretend that it's considered a rivalry. But there's something extra to it. I think all of you and all of us can admit that. There's just something about it that has caused some great games, that has caused some heated rivals, heated games. There's things that's caused some historical purposes of what this game has become and what it continues to be. I mean, there's just been some weird things with this game. And, you know, one of the great things about it is that with these two teams – I wouldn't say they're similar in what they've had in their college football program's history, but they have gone through some ups and downs, especially of recent times. Ole Miss had some of the lowest of lows towards the end of the Houston Nut era where they went 2-10 and 10 in his final year. It did not get any worse than what they were at, except that they wanted to get out of it, and they knew that they were about to get left behind in the SEC West that they didn't change anything, so they went ahead and they went and got Hugh Freeze. Thought that he would be the savior because of how good of a recruiter he was, which he was a fantastic recruiter when he had the money to do so. And 
when he got it going at Ole Miss and he was able to bring in these big-time, high-dollar recruits, he won, at least at a pretty good level. Same thing with Bobby Petrino at Arkansas. Won at a high level. Now, he didn't do it by cheating, at least didn't have any allegations or anything like that, but wasn't everybody's best friend, didn't really make any good friends there in the administration, and we all know what happened when he ran off the road and into a ditch and how everything was just absolutely terrible after that and going forward. So all these things happen for both of these programs, and both of these programs went through that roller coaster, and now both of them are kind of teetering where they're not great, they're not bad as far as the shape of the program, but you could see it falling either way pretty quick. Now, the difference is, is that Arkansas has a little bit of a better perception. People think and look at an Arkansas program and think they're better than Ole Miss just because they don't have the NCAA violations coming after them right and left, which is good. And if you're a Razorback fan, that's exactly what you want. But still, you're one in five. You have a great recruiting class coming in, but you're still one in five. You lost to North Texas. You lost to Colorado State. You've gotten blown out in most of your games. It's not a good image, but the future looks brighter. And Ole Miss, they have Matt Luke, which I don't think he's the best coach of all time, but he's definitely dealing with some injuries, especially in the secondary for Ole Miss. Like they're having some growing pains there, but he's recruiting really well too. And it seems offensively they're pretty potent. And they're sitting at four and two, so a slightly better record than Arkansas. And the two teams that Ole Miss has lost to has been LSU and Ole Miss and Alabama, which is not exactly the worst type of teams to lose to. So both programs in very similar situations. Neither of them they want to be in. Neither of them are fun. But that's what makes this game so important, especially for this year itself. Arkansas has won four straight years. Arkansas had no business winning four straight years. In fact, the only time that Arkansas was the better team was last year, and that was just barely. And actually, I don't even know if Arkansas was the best team, better team last year. Maybe they just got lucky. I don't know. But it was just bad, and it's been bad. But Arkansas found ways to win in the most random and crazy ways. And now you sit here in the fifth straight year that Arkansas is going to be looking for a victory over Ole Miss. I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to get it. Actually, I tell you what, I'm joking. I I know they're going to get it. I'm trying to look at it from both sides. Look at it both ways. They're going to get it. They're going to win this game. And that's what's going to make this season really catapult itself into the rest of the way. Because Arkansas, again, is teetering just like Ole Miss, but I think they're teetering in the right direction where all it'll take is one win. All it'll take is one good feeling. One positive impact, one W on the schedule to open up the floodgates because that's what this team's had. Ever since that Colorado State debacle, they got bad, and it was worse. Against North Texas, it was the bottom of the barrel. Could not get any lower. And then you played Auburn, and there was a couple of things here and there that looked good, but you still got beat pretty good. But then you played A&M, and you looked really good against them. You almost won, got close to it. Then you played Alabama, got smoked, but so many positives came out of it. And now you're thinking that it continued to trend. You think it continued to build. And Ole Miss is going to be the next team that's in your way that's going to keep you from doing that, from keep you from getting that. And I like Arkansas's chances in it. Arkansas is going to win this game. And Arkansas is going to propel themselves into another couple of games in front of them with Tulsa coming back to Fayetteville and then Vanderbilt in Fayetteville where they could win three straight. That's a realistic thing. 
I mean, who would have thought just a mere month ago that you'd be saying this, but that's realistic. And just imagine how much better as a Razorback fan you'll feel if you're able to win the next three games and head into the bye week on a three-game winning streak, sitting at four and five. As weird as it is to say, but yeah, four and five with LSU coming to town. Get two weeks to prepare for them. And you don't think that game will be energetic? You don't think that game will be a great atmosphere in Fayetteville? It'll be the best atmosphere of the season. I mean, it's going to be insane if that happens. And also if that happens, it gets you a lot of things to look forward to, to be excited about, building on top of the recruiting class, building on top of all the good things going off the field for this team. Everything changes and the floodgates open. But it's about getting this win this weekend. Can they do it? Will they do it? I think they will. But as you all know, and if you've listened to this podcast, you for sure know, I've been wrong before. Hey, we all love a night out. And whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team, with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, and sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app using promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Let's go to the phone lines as we are now joined by Chase Parham of rebelgrove.com. He's uh, going to talk a little bit about Arkansas and Ole Miss coming up this weekend. Really appreciate you joining us this morning, Chase. How you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. We've been talking a lot about this game, and it, for Arkansas fans' sake, it looks like it's a game that Arkansas might be a little, a little more competitive in. But I want to talk about Ole Miss right now. Matt Luke, of course, uh, doing his thing over there, sitting at 4-2 and two so far this year. Just what's the overall state of the program for Ole Miss? What's the fan base feeling like? What, what, what are they looking like for the midway point of the season? Just the overall state of things. Well, it's pretty uneven. I mean, for Ole Miss, it was all about normalcy this season. The NCAA cloud after five years has kind of passed by. They're waiting on the final appeal verdict, but nobody's expecting a whole lot of news there, even though it's coming out any day now. And for Ole Miss, it was, hey, get back to normalcy, get back to competitiveness, you know, kind of just find their way as a program. And it's kind of been an imbalanced thing for Ole Miss this season. They're four and two. They feel like, kind of like Arkansas, they could win the game this weekend, potentially get five and two. But it hadn't been a real pretty way of doing that. Alabama beat them 62-7 to after they scored the first seven points on the first play of the game. They're trailing to Southern Illinois at halftime. They're tied with Kent State 7-7 at halftime. It, it, it's been a strange season for Ole Miss, and a lot of that's just because defensively they're a bad football team. They're getting a little better, but you look at game control, they're 10th nationally offensively, and they're 106th nationally defensively, and they've got more stats in the, in the 120s defensively than the top 100. So that, that's where the fan angst comes in. Is just it, it seems like it's an odd marriage between their offense and the defense. They don't match up very well. But when you score 42 points a game, you're you're kind of always <laughs> in the game, and that includes a seven-point performance against Alabama, which they, they make a lot of teams uh, 
uh, offenses stifle out for a day. Jordan Tomo, a big reason why he's passing very accurately, Chase, 64% for the year, 13 touchdowns. What has he meant to, to this offense? Obviously, he's the central part of it, but evaluate his year for us and, and his growth from, from last season versus this season, what you've seen through the first half. Uh, decision-making is better. You know, you get an off-season when you're not just thrust in after Shea Patterson's injury last year. And, you know, he was he was impressive last year with the grading curve of no one knew to, what to expect. They didn't know what they were going to get out of Jordan Tamu, and instead he gave him a very competent quarterback. Well, this year he's taken that next step. He, he's ran RPOs very well. He's made really good decisions. He's relied on a run game that features Scotty Phillips that maybe Ole Miss fans didn't expect to get that much out of going into the season. And then – he knows to trust those wide receivers between A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Demarcus Lodge and the like. Ole Miss really relies on the deep ball. They test corners, and when they get in trouble, they just trust one of those receivers to go make plays, and against everybody except Alabama and then except Greedy Williams for LSU, that's been a very viable strategy because they just kind of out-muscle and win one-on-ones in the uh, defensive secondary. So Tom Luke, he limits mistakes and then knows kind of where to place the ball to give Brown and Metcalf and companies chances to make the play. Chase, you mentioned the defense and just how much it struggled. What are the causes for that? Is it just not having the players? Is it is it a scheme problem? Why is Ole Miss giving up so many points and so many yards this year? Yeah, it's an and. It's not an or. It's definitely a talent thing. They've been so bad at linebacker. You know, it, it's, a, it's a great question that if you had Hugh Freeze in a room with you for a couple hours, I think you'd go into this for a long time because they did such a great job recruiting offensive players, quarterbacks, wide receivers, left tackles. Did a pretty good job on the defensive line. They lost every linebacker. They've just been at it linebacker for the last three or four years. That's what creates problems against Arkansas most seasons because Arkansas is able to use the tight ends and the middle of the field, something that Ole Miss is very, very weak at. So it's definitely a talent thing, you know, because when you don't tackle well, it's either fundamentals or simply not enough speed to get to the spot. And for Ole Miss, it's both those things. There's a lot of pressure on Wesley McGriff, the defensive coordinator. He had never coordinated a defense prior to last season. Ole Miss paid him a top 15 national coordinator salary. He's making $1.2 million a year, and they're just not executing. They're not succeeding. He's under fire, and, uh, you know, they've been banged up as well. They've lost three of their top players out of the secondary with Jalen Jones, Montreal Custis, and, uh, and, and C.J. Moore now. So they're thin. They're banged up. They're having to play a lot of plays because of that offensive marriage where the offense is so fast from a time of possession standpoint. It just leaves the defense on the field. Wesley McGriff the last two weeks has subtly made references to his defense having to guard against 80 plays every game. And while that seemed like a little bit of a shot toward his offense, it's just the truth. Ole Miss is averaging about 85 plays a game defensively right now. Chase, you bring up depth as an issue, and you, you brought up Hugh Freeze's name, the former head coach who left under uh, under fire with NCAA problems. The, the scholarship reductions that Ole Miss is, is going through – has the program really felt the effects of that yet, or is it going through it now? What What's your assessment of the penalties and, and how it's affecting the program? You know, the penalties weren't as bad as a lot of people maybe thought or as bad as Ole Miss thought at times because they were able to backdate some scholarships. They were able to use them on some reverse classes. It's hitting this class a little bit, and then it's going to hit next year's class. I think next year's class is the one season where you're going to look up and go, oh, wow, Ole Miss really is struggling because – that's when that group that's sophomores and juniors just doesn't have enough bodies. I think 2019 is that critical year for Matt Luke because, you know, in year two or year three, depending on how you want to grade his interim year as, as, as head coach, that's when you really want to see progress. But a roster shows a team that potentially is really going to struggle. They've got Matt Corral, a top 100 quarterback. He played a little against ULM and looks very good, but they lose a ton. They lose most of their offensive line next year, or after this season. 
They lose all those wide receivers. They lose some key players defensively as well. So the scholarships aren't a big deal. It's not going to be a lengthy thing, but I do think it's going to hit Ole Miss next season when, when 2019 is really their rebuilding year before they can kind of take a full step forward. Speaking with Chase Parham of rebelgrove.com here on the Morning Rush. Chase, this game between Arkansas and Ole Miss the past few years has been crazy ones. I mean, of course, the 2015 one might have been one of the most crazy games you'll ever see. But there's been other games like that, even dating back to the seven-overtime game back in 2001. Why has this game always had such crazy endings and crazy games? And do you see it being another one where it gets crazy this weekend in Little Rock? Yeah, I expect a shootout this weekend, and I think some of the reason is because it seems like every time they match up, both offenses are such bad matchups for the defenses, you know, or, you know what I mean? So, you've got a lot of points, you've got the ability for big plays, and I mean, 2015 is still rocking on this as a program, because if they win that game, they probably win the SEC, they've got a chance at the college football playoff, and I think that's haunted them in some ways ever since. Because while Ole Miss has been struggling with Arkansas just from the standpoint of getting over that hump, because I think both programs look at the other and go, hey, going into the season, that's the one if you've got to win for sure, if you're going to do some special things inside the SEC West. And in some ways, it probably hurt Arkansas a little bit, because can you imagine the Brett Bowen must end if he doesn't beat, you know, beat Ole Miss four or five times in a row or whatever it was, that thing might even be over quicker. So I feel like they really kind of, set the direction of both programs over the last few years in positive and negative ways. And yeah, I expect another shootout this weekend. I think we'll get a 40s to 30s kind of game, and whatever side makes a couple stops will pull it out. Chase, does Ole Miss believe it's an edge to play the game in Little Rock, smaller venue, closer to the Oxford campus? What's the perception and the, the opinion of playing this game in Little Rock versus going all the way to Fayetteville? Yeah, absolutely. They see it as a huge advantage because it's so much closer to Oxford, as you said. They can get over there for an easy trip. They can make it a day trip, and they just had more success. They beat them there in 2012, and in Fayetteville, Fayetteville's been a house of horrors for Ole Miss. They last won, I believe, in 2008. I only think they've won there a couple times since Arkansas joined the SEC in 1992, so that's just not a place they played well. It's been a very tough environment, so Little Rock certainly feels for Ole Miss like a little more of a neutral site, a place that they, uh, they have a little more of an intangible advantage compared to Fayetteville, so I think when that came out, Ole Miss fans were very, very excited because when this schedule came out, Ole Miss fans pointed to Arkansas, they pointed to Vanderbilt, and then you know maybe Mississippi State and a couple other ones as, as potentially winnable games in the SEC. And I do think that heightened once they saw the game was in Little Rock. Saturday will be the 16th time Arkansas and Ole Miss have played in Little Rock. The series is 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one at War Memorial. To your point, it's been very even in Little Rock. So. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that's that's compared to Fayetteville. I don't have yeah. the numbers because I'm driving, but I guarantee it's nowhere close to that. Yeah. And also another question I want to get to you just about Ole Miss itself because Matt Luke is such an interesting coach for me just because of what he had to take over. He's an Ole Miss guy. Uh, he seems like he really loves the program, but just is he the long-term answer? Is he more of a Band-Aid just kind of getting the program along while they went through all their NCAA problems? I mean, what's the future hold for Matt Luke and Ole Miss? That's the, that's the question that the entire fan base has because of the way he was kind of hired. You know, the, the week of the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss looked like they were set to hire Dave Dorn of North Carolina State. That appeared to be the prohibitive favorite to replace Hugh Freeze and replace Matt Luke after an interim season. They beat Mississippi State. There seemed to be some emotion involved. Matt Luke gets the full-time job. But I don't think we know that answer yet because, like I said, 2019 potentially is going to be very rough. And Matt Luke's identity as a coach is not very similar to Hugh Freeze's. He wants to slow it down some. He wants to run the football. I don't think the staff that he's currently saddled with is maybe the staff that he would have hired or he just building a roster from scratch. So 
I want to see what he does in the offseason. He's probably going to replace at least one coordinator. There's a chance that offensive coordinator Phil Longo moves on to a head coaching job. I think a couple of position coaches are probably going to lose their jobs as well. So I don't know if that answer is necessarily known until we see what a Matt Luke staff looks like because this isn't it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of bad to talk about people's job security, especially when it seems four and two, but I think it's just reality for Ole Miss right now. And I think as we get into the identity of his program next season, the way he wants his offense to look, the way he wants his coordinators to pair with each other, and also what this 2019 recruiting class looks like, that's going to tell us a lot because Mississippi is loaded, including a linebacker they desperately need named Kobe Dean. He's a top 100 player out of, out of Horn Lake, Mississippi. He needs to hit on this class, and he needs to make really good assistant coach hires. And if he does that, he can be a long-term answer. But it's a very pivotal 9 to 12 months for Matt Luke right now. Yeah, a lot of Razorback fans are going to be interested in watching how it plays out for Matt Luke and Ole Miss. That is for sure. Chase Parham of RebelGrove.com. Really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning, man. Enjoy this game this weekend, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road, man. All right, guys. Thanks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. A lot of big games going on this weekend, especially in the SEC. The game that I'm going to be looking forward to the most, of course, is LSU in Georgia. Now, LSU did lose a game to Florida last weekend, put a little bit of a damper on the fact that this could have been a top five matchup. But instead, you still get number two Georgia facing off against number 13 LSU in Baton Rouge at Tiger Stadium. Georgia's favored by seven and a, seven points now. It was seven and a half. Now it's moved to seven points. And, you know, I tell you what, give me Georgia in this game. I think Georgia's going to roll against LSU. It's not even going to be close. Give me Georgia all the way in this game, as well as some other games going on in the SEC. Alabama and Missouri. It's funny. Alabama's favored by 28 points in this game. Uh, take give me Alabama to roll as well. I mean, that's not even going to be close either. Give me out. They're not going to be, they're going to get, no one's going to get close to them. No one, no one, not LSU, not Auburn. No one, maybe Georgia, maybe, but doubtful. No one's getting close to Alabama. Texas A&M, South Carolina also going on this weekend. Two and a half points. Texas A&M's favored. This game's in williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. Give me South Carolina to win this one. I don't know. I got something about Will Muschamp, Texas A&M on the road. They haven't impressed me all that much. So give me South Carolina and a nail-biter, but they find a way to win as well. Well, appreciate everybody listening to the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify. We're on every way that you can find a podcast, so be sure to check it out as well. And you can also tweet at me for any questions, comments, concerns you may have at Rush John Neighbor. Same podcast time, same podcast channel on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.